Welcome to the Beacon broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com, beaconbaptist.com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We have finished up the list of so-called respectable sins that Paul deals with in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're getting ready to move into the shorter list of admittedly very unrespectable sins that Paul deals with in verse 21. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church in preparation for a visit to them. And he tells them that he will delay his visit long enough for them to deal with things that are going on in their midst that need to be corrected and removed. And in that list, he names a number of things in verse 20 that most Christians don't consider to be all that serious, all that bad, all that concerning, all that um, problematic, so that they need to be dealt with and repeated no more, too many Christians consider these things to be acceptable sins that though they aren't the best, we really understand that they are not the highest representation of the Lord Jesus Christ and the lives of redeemed people. Nevertheless, they're not that big a deal, and they are very common, and everybody is is uh, guilty of them in some way or another, and they should not be considered to be problematic. But obviously, Paul, by the Spirit of God, considers them to be problematic. But then we move into those that most people would agree are serious. And yet, interestingly, Paul doesn't separate these two categories. He does... He does um, indicate the categories by the fact that he lists the so-called respectable ones in verse 20 and then says a few more things before he introduces the more grievous ones in verse 21. But Paul tells the Corinthians that all of them, all of them have got to go. And therefore, we need to agree with Paul, which means we'll be agreeing with the Holy Spirit of God, which also means we will be agreeing with the Lord Jesus Christ that all of these things need to be removed from our lives. So we'll continue in that vein on this Thursday, November 23. Thankful for the opportunity, thankful that you have joined us, and thankful for those whose financial support make it possible for us to teach God's Word on the station. Well, let me just read again verse 20. Paul says, For I fear, lest when I come... I shall not find you such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be, and here's this list of so-called respectable sins, contentions, jealousies, 
outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults. Get those out of your life. Get those out of your church before I come. But then he goes on to say in verse 21, lest when I come, or when I come again rather, my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of thee. And now we get into the admittedly unrespectable sins, have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. All right. Interestingly, Paul uses the same phrase at the beginning of verse 21 that he used at the beginning of verse 20, but now he takes it in a different direction. In verse 20, he said, For I fear, lest when I come I shall not find you such as I wish. I fear that when I come, you're not going to be in the state of spiritual health that I was hoping you would be in. That's why I'm giving you time to deal with these things, so that you will be in a state of good spiritual health when I come. Now, that in itself is very encouraging. Condition of poor spiritual health, conditions of poor spiritual health, are not irreversible, are not, don't even take months and months and years and years to correct. Paul says, deal with these things, get them out of your life, so that when I come, I will find you such as I wish, so that you will be in a state of good spiritual health. I'm talking to some people who know that you have patterns of activity in your life that are displeasing to the Lord. They've been going on for a long time. You've wrestled with them. For some reason, you haven't seemed to be able to make the progress with them that you would like. You know that your spiritual health is not exactly what it ought to be, but you've been persuaded, no doubt, by our adversary, the devil, that you're not going to be able to correct this, or if you do, it's going to take forever and forever and forever. Amen. And just let this passage indicate, let this passage persuade you from the Scripture that you can deal with these things and can be restored to good spiritual health very quickly if you will avail yourself of the means that God has given you to do that. Acknowledge your sin, repent of your sin, deal with your sin, particularly when it involves how you have sinned against other people or how you have sinned with other people. Deal with your sin, with those that are involved, and get it behind you. Stop practicing your sin and and return to good spiritual health. So, for I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish. But now in verse 21, repeating the same idea, he says, lest when I come again... And now he doesn't say, lest when I come again, I will find you. I fear that I will find you in a less than healthy spiritual state. But lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you. God will humble Paul among them. Now, how does their sinfulness humble Paul? Well, in this way, and he's now getting into some expressions of immorality. That's what he goes on with here in this in this verse. And I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness 
which they have practiced. So he's now getting into sins of immorality, which we'll deal with a little more specifically in a moment. But he says, God will humble me among you if I come and find these things present. In verse 20, I will not find you such as I wish. You'll not be in as good a spiritual health as you ought to be. And our visit will not be as pleasant as it otherwise could be. He says that I fear that you will that I shall be found by you as you do not wish. So neither of us are going to be completely happy with my visit unless you deal with these things first and get them behind you, in which case we will both be very happy with my visit. But in the case of some of you, not all of you, probably the sins in verse 20 applied to virtually all of them, but in the case of some of you, verse 21, when I come God will humble me among you if you don't deal with these. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that Paul will be humbled to see his converts involved in immorality. That will be very humbling. Here I have preached the gospel to you. Here you have professed to believe in Jesus Christ and to have turned from your old life of sin involving your idolatry and your immorality and other sinful elements of your former lifestyle, you have now become members of the church at Corinth and profess to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that, I started to say implies, but I don't think that's a strong enough term, that demands a changed life. That demands a different lifestyle. That demands that you no longer live the way that you lived before. But if I come among you and find some of you still involved in immorality, that's going to be very humbling to me because I've been declaring to others what a wonderful work of God has taken place among uh, the population in Corinth, that many of them have trusted in Christ, a church has been planted, people are are representing Christ there, and here you are in immorality. Boy, that, if I could put it this way, Paul says, boy, that makes me look bad. Yeah, I'll be humbled. I'll be humbled to see you living in immorality. I'll be humbled to have to deal with you again about immorality. I thought we'd gotten that dealt with and behind us a long time ago. I will be humbled when I mourn for you. And that's a word that is generally used in regard to mourning for the dead. Lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness, which they have practiced. I shall mourn for you as I would for someone who has died, and there is a, an appropriate mourning. We don't sorrow as those who have no hope, but we do sorrow. We don't mourn unconsolably like those who don't know the Lord, but we do mourn those who have passed. But the the significant thing here is that this is a term that is used for what you do when someone has died. And Paul says, if I come and find you in immorality, I'm going to mourn for you. I'm going to mourn for you in the same way that I would mourn for a death in my family, a death in the church, a death among people that I know and love, which seems to indicate that 
Paul is at least implying, if not stating forthrightly, that if you're not free from this and aren't willing to free your, to, to get free from this, aren't driven to free yourself from this, you may not be a Christian at all. You may not be spiritually alive. You may be spiritually dead. And I'm going to have to mourn for you like a dead person who needs to be resurrected to spiritual life rather than like a living person who represents the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Paul is talking about a very, very, very serious matter. Yes, these sins in verse 21 are more serious than those in verse 20. There are categories of sins. Some sins are more serious than others. None of them should be excused. None of them should be tolerated. None of them should be treated lightly as if they aren't all that important. They're all important, but some of them are of such magnitude that People who are involved in those should be considered unsaved. Are you listening to me? We'll have to take it up again tomorrow with with greater detail, but are you listening to me? Paul is indicating that people who persist in those sins, who don't deal with those and get them out of their lives and get them behind them, but can't seem to shake themselves from these, are probably manifesting that they have never been truly born again at all. It's an empty profession. It's not reality. They are unconverted. They need to be saved. Is that you, Mr. Professing Christian? Is that you, Mrs. Professing Christian? I'm afraid in some cases that is exactly so. You need to come face to face with what the Bible says about this and how serious these matters are. We'll take it up, Lord willing, on the broadcast tomorrow. Until then, this is Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.